Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, a podcast about music, where we share music with each other. Uh, I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my team, my squad, my crew. We've got Brett. I ice it. We've got Drew. Detroit Basketball. <laughs> and we've got Patrick. Hi, kids. Yes. Uh, of course, it's back around to that time of the of the cycle. Uh, we're back around to the guest spot. Mm-hmm. That cycle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you know, uh, uh, Drew may have, uh, may have tipped the hat there, but uh, we have our guest. We have uh. David Jeffrey Majors, a.k.a. DJM, here in the house. How you doing, Deej? LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. What is up, Record Breakers? Thank you so much for having me on again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back at it again. Back on our bullshit. Uh, here, we have DJM is bringing us another album. This time, something completely different. Uh, Deej, what do you got for us this time? This time around, I decided to take a little bit of a departure from my normal picks of something from the world of progressive rock and and heavy progressive metal. And I decided to pick the new, I guess you could say, debut album from pop artist Kitty. The album is called Miami Garden Club. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about some expectations. Uh, Brett, I'm curious, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought this, but, uh, I, I thought we were going to be listening to the London, Ontario, all female led metal band Kitty. Uh, uh, and, uh, boy, what, those were my expectations. I was like, man, we're going back in time. Uh, and no, uh, it is not 1998, Brett. No, I I learned that my my expectations were off. I I am I am unfamiliar with Miss Beckwith, but and her work. But I was happy to see what this album had to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the spelling is what tips. But, I, you you told me with words uh, <laughs> at one point, and then you wrote it down, and I did not. Yeah, it. I, I had a, a moment where I'm like, wait a minute. I I it was it, I was I. I was shook, to tell you the truth. I, I was completely flabbergasted Hold when I heard what we were listening to. Shook to uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? As someone who owned a copy of Kitty's debut album, Spit, uh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like Brett was. Because um, either way, that is not what I would expect from uh, our dear friend DJM. Swerve, swerve, yes. swerve, swerve. So um, I came in blind. Uh, I I was told it was not uh, of the normal Deej uh, progressive tinged rock and or metal music. So I was I was very curious to see where we went, and uh, I was surprised where we went. Mm-hmm. Uh Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, let me be the third one to say. Um, yeah, no, I I heard Kitty, and then like I was like, okay. And then I looked it up by the album name when I went to look for it. So literally until I hit play, I was like, I don't think I remember hearing about this album from this metal band. This is going to be weird. I haven't listened to Screaming Death Metal in a while. Let's 
let let's listen to some screaming in my ear from Ontario. Let let's do that real quick, and then I hit play. Yeah, not a whole lot of screaming, was there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and here I was. I had almost completely forgotten that band existed. Yes. <laughs> you you uh, weren't me we at age fifteen yeah. <laughs> or fourteen uh, or whatever I was. But yeah, let's talk about this album. Uh, this is a really cool, interesting album to to say the least. But Deej, uh, how would you describe this album musically? What would be themes on it? Let's. I would say that this is an album that probably falls under the lie the lines of a touch of electro pop and some hip hop and trip hop influence. And dare I say for you generation Y kids out there, it might even have a little bit of what the kids call vaporwave. What's that? Vapor. I don't I don't think we've listened to any it's of kind that. of like ska. Is it is this ska? <laughs> no, no, because no, because ska was never cool. Uh the vape wave. Wait, wait, Even uh, when ska was popular, it wasn't cool. It was nope. literally a bunch of dorks. Yes. <laughs> there was no and one. There was no one like hip it. or cool uh-huh. doing ska. And that's the way it needs to be. It always needs to be that. If you don't want a cool guy cool, playing a trombone. Yes. Um. <laughs> Uh, Brett, how 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 would you describe this album musically? What would be the thing well, that caught your attention? Well, the, the this is a this is this is a very very weird album to me. First off, I I I didn't know until I hit play too. So um, I was like, man, this is very whispery. Um, so it's almost like uh, it it's not quite an ASMR video with like a beat behind it, but they're. There's let's say there's a limited range in where the vocals go. It sort of hangs out in like not quite talk singing. It's not one night in Bangkok, uh, as my example of talk singing. <laughs> Every um, time. Yeah, Every I mean time. it's it's talk singing like, um, but it, it there's there's a little bit, but it's very it, it's subdued and it's also subdued in the mix, um, and the mix is uh, well okay. Also, the, the the vocalists are are not. It, this is not somebody with perfect pitch, um, and it doesn't need to be. It's uh, it's got a little bit of grit and it's a little flat and a little sharp at times, but that sort of goes with the the sound. Um, uh, it's got um, the 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 backing beat a lot of times. Uh, is is there's a bit of sameness in a lot of this this album, but like that the synth work kind of sounds like you're it, let's say it's 1998 and you're walking into a games work studio arcade and you walk by like every one of those like crazy taxi machines or like any kind of uh, arcade um at some points if you cut out like the people yelling you know crazy taxi and, like sometimes you've got some sounds that come from 90s arcade uh themes um sometimes you have straight up peter gabriel <laughs> Uh, sounds uh sometimes you have uh you you have the uh what my one of my favorite things the chromio keys with the uh, pitch wheel being wiggled around a bunch um it's it, it bounces around but it always has this basic ethereal feeling um and uh lyrically like s- some of the lyrics go somewhere but most of her lyrics uh are uh are very uh it, it's not quite straight up what you'd expect top 40 pop hits to be but uh, it, it is of the genre, if I even know what the genre is. 
Um, but it, it, it's like, it, it's like a future. It, it, this is what I think everything sounds like. If you take like a future drug, like if you're taking nuke from, from uh, Robocop two yes. or bloody eye, uh, they were all on nuke. Wow. A bloody eye reference. Yeah. I mean, I'd do bloody eye yeah. or skooma. Uh, Sco- yeah. Skooma. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's the first fictional drug I could think of, and it doesn't fit. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, what would be the, the what would how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes on elements? So, so musically, I got a lot of late '80s, early '90s R and B going on here, which I'm 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 for. I am pro that era of music. There's a lot of very synthy, you know, a lot of synthy beats. We hate there's synthesizers R- on the record breakers. Yes. There's some there's some uh R and B related sprawling going on. And then you got the vocals, which I'm gonna say a thing, and I don't mean it as an insult, because we'll talk about what I actually thought of this. If you took Nicki Minaj and you gave her a like coffee cup full of of Klonopin and other sedatives, and she had it all. And it just took her from like, you know, she's at a ten all the time, and then she's at a one point five. You have something a little bit like what's going on here. It's like, what the fuck, what this the fuck? For? I'm, I'm trying it's, to put this together myself. There's, there's, a, there's no, a, I, Patrick. There's like I, this, I, Patrick, I want you to know, I'm with you. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. It, it's like, it's like it. this yeah, super, super soft, but also like thematically, it covers a lot of the same ground. And and there's, there's, it's not, it's not always rapping, but there is definitely some of that mixed in there although this is probably way more of like a pop r&b record than that but like if you just if you could like take it she she runs at a 10 all the time if you like made that a 1.5 with enough drugs you'd have something that did not sound entirely unlike this um it was this was i didn't know what to expect and uh i didn't expect this i guess but it's very like like there's a lot of throwback in here that I think really sits in the late 80s and early 90s. But yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the vocals I, I would say uh it remind me it kept reminding me of one person as JYP. Uh and no I'm not talking about his plastic pants. Uh, oh, that's I'm I actually his, got that reference, PD. Yes. Uh I'm talking about uh, something that he calls a technique but that isn't a technique that uh, she's been debunked and uh, I've been linked to the other guys. Uh his half air half sound technique which is just you sound breathy, <laughs> you know, where you kind of like don't actually connect your vocal cords. You kind of let some air in. Of course, that makes you run out of air and dries out your vocal cords, and it's actually kind of damaging. But it is a stylistic choice, so it's like it's and it's that it's that sound, it's that vocal style. You uh, don't do it all the time, and you know what you're doing, it'll be okay. But if you don't know what you're doing and you do it all the time, you're probably gonna fuck your shit up. If you do it all the time, it means you don't know what you're doing. But you can, you're gonna sound like Tom Waits when you're done. Means you never learn to know what you're doing. Uh, hear that, JYP? Stop teaching your artists to do that. Anyways, unless you want to get two good albums and then, like Brett said, a Tom Waits album, then yeah, sure. Wait, no, wait. Boy. Are you implying that Tom Waits albums aren't good? Because I will they're change not, my next. Not, this is a different discussion. No, we're talking about vocal <laughs> techniques. We're, we're literally artists. talking about vocal techniques. Not about it's musical another story for another podcast. Tom exactly. Waits doesn't sing pretty. <laughs> if you say Tom Waits sings pretty, you're dumb. <laughs> he sings good songs, but he doesn't I'll sing pretty. Japan. 
Uh, you know, remember, not, a, fun, not a melodious voice, Tom. Yeah. It's not exactly melodious. Again, an, another example. Music is not a sport. Technical singing is not, does not make it a good song. Uh, but yeah, Drew. Moving on, Drew. Uh, what would, how would you describe this album musically? Some reason I just got funky Cole Medina in the back of my head, but um, cool, me too. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're welcome, everyone listening. Um, Tone Loke, think about that one. But um, back to this album because holy cow, yes, okay, this is yeah everything that's been in my wheelhouse lately. This sort of exemplifies in some weird ways. Um, the music itself. Uh, comes out very soothing and very beautiful and very ethereal at times. Um, it, but yet the beats, like the actual drum bits, were still very solid and hit very well, but it was never so high in the mix that it took away from that sort of cool, chilled-out groove that you had with the melodies. It had that like sort of almost jazzy lo-fi sort of feel to it um and usually when you get that it's no words and the sad words and that's great um like brett said the singing was not like super pronounced in the mix but it was still well placed i think for the style of singing that was being done um because you don't want it to lay on top of the mix you're not doing something that is like crazy vocalist heavy. She's not doing crazy runs up the scale and octave jumps. Not like holding her hand and doing this. Right, exactly. Right. It's just solid. Um, And looking it up, she was not happy with the production that was being done by other folks, so she ended up doing it her damn self, from what I read. And that's pretty dope. And that made me actually look up like, wait a second, is this some sort of fluke? Like, is this for real? And I looked up uh, 56 colors um, as well because of how much I was enjoying this. And like, I was like, let's see if her doing this is a fluke or the stuff that her and her husband does is also great. And it it was Um, this album in and of itself is really well thought out, but yet also hits a lot of different Uh, stylistic ideas and i think that's really cool especially for like a debut like full-length studio thing to sort of hit a lot of different sounds and say like kind of give an idea of hey maybe this is like maybe i can go here for my next record or go here for my next record like you hit a lot of different things it gives a lot of people ideas of where your inspirations are coming from and i think that's pretty neat yeah, I think it, 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 there's there's a lot of sounds that are familiar because they, uh, that like pop, the experimental pop hip hop sounds, which I, I think I've seen, I've heard myself in actually in K pop, I think, in some elements of that, uh, that they've been using lately. Uh, yeah, I think it works well musically. It's just so chill, too. It's so like, I think like this is the, I think Drew alluded to in a recent tweet, well, not recent as of, y'all hearing this episode but recent as of us recording uh sorry we can pre-record uh, uh, uh we play live into your podcast machine exactly 
We're live into your podcatcher, into RSS feed. We're doing this over and over again for everybody. One uh, individual. Not Memorex. We're live. Podcast of service. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he alluded to the fact that this album seemed handpicked for him because of how he w- he spoke to and he's talked about his love of the the those classic uh, chill lo-fi hip-hop playlists that are on YouTube. Which yes, I, I love those. I those love are those. fantastic. Chilled cow is for the regular. Yeah, uh, and this fits right in with that that aesthetic. Uh, I'm too old to know what you're aesthetic. talking about. Um, and it and it works really well. Uh, yeah, it just so it works really well musically. Uh, on top of that, uh, but yeah, let's talk about some of the songs. Let's drill down, Deej. How, what was what would be some of the key tracks for you? What would be some of the important tracks for you? For me, the album actually opens pretty strongly with the title track, Miami Garden Club. I feel like that song really sets the tone for the whole album. Uh, also, the song Asari Love Song, which I guess it has to do with Mass Effect. But I, I I enjoyed that song. I feel like it's just it's just energetic enough to where they it's really Effect. cool. Sorry, we're giant bomb nerds. I, I was I was yelling fuck them at work today. <laughs> <laughs> no. fuck I get none of those references, so I'm just gonna say also the song Drink Tickets. Yes. Yes. Also, unfortunately, I will say the song that I think is probably supposed to be the quote-unquote single. Too many times in so many different genres of music, the song that is supposed to be the air quotes single usually ends up being the worst song on the album. And in this case, Mass Text Booty Call, which... By premise, sounds fantastic. Just on the title alone, Mass Text Booty Call. Shout out to Tay Allen. Yes. But the song itself is a radical departure from the rest of the album. Really doesn't kind of fit for me. Really doesn't kind of work. It's it's kind of sticks out from the rest of the album. But I mentioned the songs that I would really say is the title track... Uh, a sorry love song. I also want to throw in "If You Want to Come Over." I really like that one, and the final song on the album, "Drink Tickets." Exactly. Uh, I will say, yeah, Mass Effect Booty Call. If it was a single on its own, its own video of it on its own in its own merits, it's a fun song. But in the middle of this album, probably it sticks out like kind of like a sore thumb. It's like it's like this whole vibe, and then you have this kind of like jokey track that doesn't Mass Effect love song. Exactly. Um. Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I, I too, uh, want to point out the opening track. And before we get any farther, Petey, is there a Miami Garden Club anywhere near you? Maybe. Is, sure. I don't know. Is there a garden club? Because you should join it. Like, I, I'd, I'd like to see you, like, make bonsai or something. Um, but it's, it's the, it, the, the song is a good indication of what you're going to get going into the rest of the album. Uh, it is ethereal as all get out, and you start getting uh, familiar with the the way that the vocals are going to kind of go. A sorry love song. Uh, the, I guess this was released uh, a year before the album came out, um, and it is 
way more produced than a lot of the other songs. It has so much going on. Um, it opens up with the uh, uh, In Your Eyes-esque Peter Gabriel uh, uh, like sort of feel. And then the orchestral hits, the 80s-style orchestral hits come in uh, on the samples. Uh, and uh, slowly the backing track turns into a late 80s pop album. Like, there's a quack rhythm guitar while there's a screaming guitar solo done with, like, delays and reverbs on it and stuff. Like, it's it's some pretty great use of synthesizer. Um, I could see why they would release this uh, as as a an individual track. Uh, like, somebody knew exactly what they were doing and what they were pulling from and how they wanted this song to go. Uh, and while some of it sounds silly when everything is, like, you're hearing a ge smith solo from hall and oats kind of going on um it's uh it's 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 well-meaning it it it, it, they're, it it they get it honestly um and uh you know brush me off uh coming right after uh what a fucking weird song um <laughs> like it, it like it, it starts off and it's 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 fairly pedestrian uh, and, and until, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pop lyrics and then things sort of escalate. Uh, it, uh, it, the lyrics speak for themselves. Um, you know, I, I, I had a lot of time listening through that and being like, I, uh, I, were these written by two completely people, different people on the other sides of the country that really had like, these could be two separate songs. Like I, I would like to hear a song about a weird stalker, um, done by a, a dvs um but yeah also there's there's some chromio keys like the pitch wheel getting jostled uh i i love it like i i think everybody should have that uh you know the bass guitar and the the synth keys with the pitch wheel going uh you don't have to have your vo- vocals going through a talk box but that doesn't hurt um but like all in all like there's there i was shook uh i i came into this album expecting heavy metal and and I got I, uh, yeah, so when I what I got like the first listen through, like, there was a wow moment, and and those three songs gave me wows. Hashtag like, shook. Wow. Swerve, snitches. Wow. I swerved you all. Wow. There wasn't a single double bass drum solo going on in this album once. Yes. Nope. Hashtag swerve. Shout out to Shane Strickland. Uh, Patrick. What what how what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with New Leaf, second song on the album. It, it it's I just the vocals are really nice. It's very I found this album as a whole. I feel like uh, there aren't a lot of songs that really super stood out to me, but I enjoyed my time with the record. If that makes sense. Uh, but I'll point out a couple that I that I did, you know, going through it again and again, really liked. Uh, like I said, New Leaf, it's got uh, really nice vocals over what is sometimes like a really heavy drum and bass beat, but then sometimes nothing. And it's just kind of, I like where it goes. Uh, the quote-unquote single, Mass Text Booty Call. It's got a dumb, catchy-as-fuck hook, and I don't care. It's fun. Um, it's... The music's got a lot of, as I said at the top, R&B sprawling, just those weird sounds that came out of 90s R&B, probably because of the tools that were being used to produce it. And then uh, 509 Seabreeze. The music on that track is fucking phenomenal. It's just great. It is so 90s R&B in all the right ways, but with a little bit of modernization. 
it has a uh, talk singing break as uh you know it's not full one night in bangkok Oriental but it's City. but it's got some got some talk singing and like but it's like used well and it makes sense in the context of the song but uh this is one of those albums where not no one or two songs really jump out but kind of as a whole it's it's a it's a pleasant experience if that makes sense um true what would be some of the key tracks for you well i i always harp on two things if you're gonna make a album one of the song titles the song better be good and also you want to open strong um miami garden club does both of those things um the you know, sort of piano-y beginning going into like soupy super reverbiness like real quick within the first minute is awesome um the beat itself comes in really really cool um and it just to sort of in my opinion um you make your first it's a debut full-length album like this is the first full length that she has pieced together um after this kickstarter push the first song on it so like there are going to be people who come to this saying, oh, she made this off Kickstarter. Let's see what it is. And you bury the lead for a full minute um, is a bold move, but it works so, so well. Um, it's just amazing. Um, Mass Text Booty Call. Yes, a little removed from the rest of the album, like Deej said. But also, like Patrick said, it worked for me personally because I thought of it as, okay, this is it's the single. And if you put this shit on in a club no one's going to be mad at you. Um, and in 509 Seabreeze, I had to mention, because this is literally everything I'm about right now, um, the the thick bass that was at play here was just awesome. And this was the point at which um, I, I made that tweet that was like, sometimes you just think somebody brought something and was like, hey, this is, this is we're going to block out time for Drew right here. Um, and I've... I've like that was the moment I was like, "Oh, this is, this is fucking everything right now for me." And it was, it was I was like, "Thank you, down. scientist, all over again, Drew." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Figured you out. Yeah. Figured you out, Drew. I I'm not a complicated man when it comes yes. to most of this. If you if your next pick could just have a horn section, he'd be set. Yes, we'll, we'll work on it. Uh, also, another, another fantastic track. I I want to give some love to Overpass. Uh, and uh, Sugar Water. I think those are a couple of really cool songs. Uh, I mean, those are probably, I don't think anybody touched on them, uh, but I think they were really cool musically and they just kind of like had just a cool vibe uh, to them. Uh, well, yeah, let's bring it back around the horn for some conclusive thoughts. Uh, speaking of horn section, uh, Brett. What would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Well, I, I, I have it on good authority. If even you don't know what the genre this is, if you have no clue what this album is, good. Listen to it. Like it, it may, especially if you think it's a metal album, I'm going to start telling people, hey, you should listen to this kitty album and like throw this at them and see what happens. Uh, I enjoyed my time. Some people it. may not take that very well. Okay, hey, you no. know what? Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> those people. That's Fuck them. Right. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> You know what Reggie this is a, said? Reggie said, fuck him. That's right. <laughs> I, I want to have Reggie fils listen to this album and while he's living in his Nintendo world. 
Uh, fuck them. Uh, you know, th- this is I had a good time with this. Uh, I, I didn't expect it. I didn't even know that this existed. I still don't know if it actually exists. It, it's it's kind of a weird. Uh, it was it was a weird uh, a week of listening to this. Uh, but like you know, I I may I may pull this out. I may I may blow the dust off of the the, the record, put my scratchy needle on it, and listen to this when when I need to be like. Remember that time that I my world was rocked, thinking that I was gonna have to. I, I was expecting. Would you listen person. to this album? As Patrick said, on Clonopin. Oh, oh. would this work with Clonopin? Uh, I don't. I don't do drugs. But uh, anymore? <laughs> often. Um, and, 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 <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, I. I but no. This is this is hey, an album hey, that is worth listening. Stay to. off the weed. Yes. Uh, it, it's it, it's it's pretty okay. Uh, it, it's it's something that like like I was saying, I I thought I was going to come in and ha- it was going to be a chore. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was it was a great time. I sorry, Kitty, if you're listening, the other Kitty, uh, the, the the group of ladies that are still around. Um, I'm sorry for for shitting all over you, but I enjoyed this much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Morgan seems to be doing well. She's she's uh she's I see her on Instagram. Shouldn't speak have, ill. Shouldn't speak ill of the dead, Brett. They're gonna they're gonna whip me with their uh, studded belts and. Uh, yes. Uh, Some people, I'm sure, would pay good money for that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're in Canada, so. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? And would uh, you listen to this album on Clonopin? <laughs> I can't put my finger on what I enjoy about this album. It, it just. It feels nice to listen to, if that makes sense. It's a it's an enjoyable experience. Like it's not this is really not my genre. This is really not my normal style, but like I, I really like the very laid back vocals. I like that they're kinda kinda chill and different and not like super aggressive like a lot of hip hop and pop music is. It's very like I'm just singing some songs about some stuff. Uh I like the music because it, it very much throws back to my childhood. Uh, 90s R&B is a place I'm I'm always more comfortable than I probably should be for a white kid from the middle of nowhere. But Everyone like, likes 90s R&B. It's so good. 90s R&B so is good. universal. It's I know, universal. it's wonderful. Universal. But it's like, this is this has a little bit of that, a little bit of new stuff. I uh, This is one of those where I will probably catch myself listening to this again. And I don't do that a lot on this podcast and for better or worse. Like we, we experience things and then we got to move on to the next one. But this is one I might come back to once in a while when I just need something kind of chilled out. And I don't know. I was listening to this at work all day and it was kind of enjoyable. And, and that's like, I, again, I don't, I can't tell you what I like about it. I can't even tell you what my favorite song on the record is. I just like it. Yeah. Um Drew. What would be your conclusion on this album? My conclusion is that I'm gonna be listening to a fucking shit ton more of this. Um it is it is fucking great. It is something that I think everybody should listen to. Um it is something that while I was worried before I started listening uh, uh, your mic cut off. Testicle difficulties. 
Hey, you need to get. I we thought Perhaps I thought I gave Drew's you an XLR cable. Come on. Uh, uh, wiggle, Keep it in. Leave cable. it in. This is this is quality. Uh, do <laughs> an interpretive cable. dance of your review. Don't leave it in. Don't don't ever. When they say leave it in, don't do that. Bad news. Don't Bad listen news to Deej. Lick oh, it. You, you never want to leave it in. Thank you, Focus. Right. Reacting. I don't hear anything. It's like a weird. It was a. It was an analog thing. Like it was an analog thing, and then it stopped sounding. Oh wow! It's uh. Drew broke everything. It's it's this this thing exploded. This shit is real. Drew, fix your shit, and I will. uh, Is is this like I saw robot strippers today? So maybe you know what to do. Robot uprising happening in front of us. It's a situation. You know how to handle it. That's 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 not how to handle it. Deej, clearly you have never listened to our horse apples podcast. Wait a second. You're back. Guess who's back? Okay. You want to hear what happened? I'll tell you what happened. What happened again? No, now you're gone again. Gone forever. Petey, Petey, you know what to do. We'll never wait, 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 know. I, I forgot. To, I just, I just edited it out in, in post. <laughs> no, you won't. Let's be honest. Have him record a, a like a ADR. Hello. There you back. Okay, so Skype t- keeps trying to switch away from my focus right onto my headphone amp, which is not my focus right and has no mics plugged into it. Because it's a headphone amp. Thanks, Microsoft. You bought Skype and you totally made it better and totally didn't ruin it. That's why I pointed my camera. Oh, shut up. Skype was was never good. It was like complaining about it for years. It's it's not the XLR cable because I, 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 the green light is blinking. (laughs) My voice is reacting in the amp. I was like, what is going on? And when I like hung up and these problems. I hung up I and I came back into Skype. It was like, oh, hey, we see that you have your microphone input as the focus right. And you have your headphone output as the full of shit. Do you want to switch them both to the shit? And I'm like, no, no, I don't, Skype. I don't. I know my audio setup's dumb, Skype. Don't tell me this. I know. <laughs> All right. I never had these problems. That's a good conclusion. Yeah, I don't know. No, 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 no. Like I, I, I know that my setup is not everybody's setup, and my setup is fucking weird. But like, Drew, I, I have basically the fine. same setup, and I don't have any of the problems with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's some weird. Fucking whatever. Gremlins. Uh, but yeah, moving um, on. Back, back on, and a three. So and my two thoughts. One. No, as it's something that I think like. Every, like everybody should hear this record because I think it's really, really fucking good. Um, it's something that is going to make my like regular morning playlist of like, look, I can't deal with something that's fast and hard right now because I'm half awake and not wanting to go into work. So like, who what's doesn't the like cool... it fast and hard in the morning? No, I I like it gentle and soft. There's um, nothing wrong with that. Um, a little bit of Barry White playing in the background. Um. But um, 
it's something that like is everything that I've been getting into lately sort of wrapped in the one and I'm super okay with that. Uh, yeah, it, it is a, a fantastically cool, chill album, uh, fun to, like, drive to, like, like you said, like, in the morning, or, honestly, at any time, but, like, late at night, with, you know, with your headlights on, uh, driving through the streets of Miami, uh, on the way to Miami Garden Club, I guess, I don't know. Um, you need to report back on that, PD. It, there's probably a there's probably club. a club in Winwood called the Miami no, Garden Club. It's probably a, a gentleman's club. No, it's probably like a like a chic, like a uh, hipster uh, like hangout in the middle of Winwood. Uh, you know, because like you got to complete the, the the gentrification of a formerly prominent black neighborhood. Uh, that's what you do. Uh. But yeah, it is it is a fantastic album for just chilling out and grooving to it, and like it has a lot going for it. Uh, and the sounds, yeah, the sounds are are new and interesting, but familiar because I think if you take these like beats and a lot of these elements, and you add more prominent vocals and more prominent poppy uh, face fo- you know front facing vocals. And you get a, a, a quite a few, uh, probably a few K-pop songs that I've listened to a few times uh, with some of these instrumentals. Uh, this, there's probably you can probably draw a lot of parallels between this and DNA, which is the big BTS song that that uh, brought them into like their current world domination status. Um, but yeah, I think like a lot of these elements are things that I've already enjoyed, and I think informed that. It, is unique and enough and cool uh, on its own. Um, but yeah, Deej, what what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a yeah. good enough conclusion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are our thoughts on Kitty. Miami Garden Club. Now we get to our haiku reviews. And I was afraid for a second. You guys were talking about conclusions. I thought you you were done with the haikus. I thought like, I wasn't oh no, get to do my haiku. That is our goddamn gimmick, and we stick to it. Yes. Yeah, cultural we, we stick to our gimmick way. like Terry Funk sticks to coming back to wrestling. Yes. I got to leave the show. We're rest talking. Uh, yes. I was going to say Ric Flair and Woos, but okay. Um. Yes, or, or alcoholism or cocaine. Uh, it's a way to live. This is Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't live that gimmick. I wish Sorry. I could say I didn't. I wish I could say I didn't Sorry. know where. I, I wish I could say I didn't know where to get cocaine. But I can't. Well, I mean, you're Sorry, in fucking baby. Miami. Like it, I know. It's I'm like sorry. me it's trying like to find a corn. Like I, I can feel find like in corn. Miami, if you just go out on a street yeah, corner again. and rub your nose, someone corn? will offer you coke. Edie, <laughs> I understand. Yes, I understand. I, don't know. I think I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna move to Detroit. Like, you know, there's good, no there's cocaine good. in Detroit. Yeah, none. None. People, I don't know. Uh, we're too poor for cocaine in Ohio. We're all high on heroin. Okay, weed's <laughs> legal here, so it's fine. Yay! Uh, but yes, yeah, so let's talk about some. Uh, let's do some haikus. 
<laughs> okay. The same initiative order. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? A new... I, that, take two. A sound new to me. Another that another another gift from the Deej, not the metal band. Yes. Uh Patrick, what did your haiku? Much to my surprise, I found this enjoyable. No idea why. Uh Drew, what is your haiku? Beautiful music. Every moment is pretty. It's my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Hashtag aesthetic. Uh all right, my haiku. Chill aesthetic sounds with a fun, engaging vibe. Mass text booty call. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, damned good driving tunes. Uh, Deej, finally. Your haiku. Vapor wavy pop. I might be too old for this. Dug it anyway. Never too old. Kitty on my foot, and I want to touch it. I don't know what that means. You, then you're not, not old too old for on. this album. <laughs> uh, it's a song from those what brought us uh, the Peaches song. Yes. Uh, Kitty and my foot. I want to touch it. Uh, yeah, those are our thoughts on Kitty's Miami Garden Club. Uh, and you can, of course, find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers at home. You know, uh, follow along, do your homework. On that playlist will be next week's record, uh, and then of course that of course is my record at the beginning of the cycle again. Uh, I'm gonna do the album that I pushed back, I kind of uh, 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 bumped in favor of the kind of more emotional pick of Jung Hyun last time. Uh, this time I'm gonna go ahead and pick, go ahead and just uh, pick uh, Love Exterios 37B. Uh, just revisit Love Exterio again, see see what they've done with this other part of their big project because uh, this is definitely going to be really cool to talk about. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Follow along at home. But of course, let's get to the plugs. Uh, DJ, DJM. Hi, well, what are you? What do you? What do you got going on in on the internet? Stuff. <laughs> Any things? No things. Uh, just stuff. Yes. <laughs> There's some like stuff. like a podcast you got of some yes. sort that might be about anime you do or yeah. it's there. Just, you can follow him at just call me DJM. It, you can you can do that. Yes. Uh, Fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, but go check out all of his stuff there. It'll update you on that. Uh, but you can of course find us all over the much. internet. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Well, not me. I don't really tweet all that much. Uh, but yeah, we can, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HibbyDeBibbert, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Juicer-X. I'm at PD-Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4 Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com is the email. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and other places. Uh, probably more places in the near future. Uh... Yeah. Do all the things. Just like, share, subscribe. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. In the name of hashtag like, share, subscribe. Amen.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>